This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Spoiler alert. What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 58. Five, eight. Of what did you watch this week? My name is Mike. Fifty-eight. One of those magic yeah. numbers that's the same forward and backwards. No, no, that's <sighs> no. It's palindrome, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what a palindrome is, like mom or or mom. dad or wow. But uh, fifty-eight is not. It's not one of those. Weird Al did a song called Bob. And it was all palindromes. Every line of it was a palindrome. And he sung it like Bob Dylan. That's why it was called Bob. I remember that song. Yeah. yeah. The longest palindrome I can think of off the top of my head, the longest word that is one, is is race car. Hmm. Because race car spelled backwards is race car. I, I think the longest one I know of is smiles. No, 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 that, that's mean, not a palindrome. No, no, that's not because it's SM. No, no. Huh. By the way, I'm John. Simeons. Simeons. No, I'm just gonna go with race car. Race car. Okay. I was trying to think of words similar to smiles. Like there had to be a reason why you brought that up, John. That makes me think of uh, race car Ray from uh, our days at movie gallery. Oh God. I yeah. forgot all about him. Hey, Shavari. Jeez, I'm a crow. Wonder what he Gosh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I worked with him. I worked with him at uh, JNS too. After you left. Oh yeah, that's right. His brother hated me. God, um, his brother hated me with oh, passion. Sorry, I didn't work with Ray. I worked with Norm. Yeah, Norm. Norm's the one Norm. that hated me. Norm, he did hate you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh, <sighs> memories. <laughs> it just recently, I say recently, but uh, last year or whatever, it's been in the news. Another guy I used to work with at JNS got uh, got arrested for uh, for for being a pedophile. Wow! Yeah, yeah, I was surprised to see that. I, I know that one of the kids that I used, I say kid, you know, he was like back at JNS. I was what eighteen or so, and yeah. this guy was like fifteen, sixteen. You know, back when the child labor laws were a little bit less. A little um, different, yep. Yeah, he uh, he died. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. He, he died, and when I read the article, they weren't sure. Why. Uh, 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 no, uh, not even. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So hey, let's uh, let's stop with the inside jokes. Yeah. That make us and us only laugh, and let's right. talk about some some shizos. All right. You know, so, it's funny. I have my note sheet here, but the majority of the notes aren't on it. <laughs> Last week, you forgot your note sheet. And now I have that, it. You forgot it. It's like I printed it, but it didn't print. Whatever. I'll just go by memory. <laughs> it's like For, a steel trap up there on this. What day is it? Well, today's Tuesday. We're recording uh, a little late Tuesday. again, but that's okay. The only problem is, is that we're recording at night, and so I've been very good – I, I assume you have too, Mike, but I've been very good, and I have not watched tonight's episode of Flash. 
I have not watched it either because my son had a baseball game and then I had that that incident with that old woman lying in the street. Right. I'm uh, I'm trying to be very good about this because, you know, last week was – well, we're going to talk about that shortly. But, you know, they've led up that this week the, – the title of the episode this week is, you know, I Know Who You Are and we're going to learn Savitar's identity. So it's really something that I wanted to watch but – It's something I too am anxious to, to find out and see. So let's just let's just start talking about some some television shows, and we're already talking about Flash. Let's jump around. Let's jump ahead. Let's be crazy, and let's talk about Flash. All right. So Flash should have been a great episode. It was not. No, it really was. It was not terrible. But no, it, it just it was. It, it the previews because yeah. we just came back from hiatus. Yep. We were getting a view of the future for the first time. Yes, and it seemed bleak in the previews, did it not? It did. And and, uh, and, and to me, the, you know what the bleakest thing about what the future was? Cisco's hands? Uh, no, I was going to go with Barry's hair. <laughs> because yeah. emo Barry was not cool. No. No. Uh, <sighs> but here's the thing. Even at his worst, okay, even at his most emo Barry, you know, I couldn't save her, everything fell apart, blah, 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 blah. Um, Even at that worst part, he was better than Oliver Queen. Oh, yeah. Tremendously. You know, I'm watching the show and I'm like, boy, this really sucks. But you know what? It's still got more heart and more levity and more um, happy endings possible than any episode of Arrow in the past two seasons. So real quick, I do – my Arrow note did come through and it's it's one line. It's five words. (laughs) I'm going to share it with you right now. Go for it. I hate this friggin' show. (laughs) God, and it's the show that launched them all. I know. It's not the Arrowverse anymore. It's no. the Flashverse. Yes. <sighs> anyway, so back to the Flash. Yeah. He goes to 2024. Which to is... try and find out who Savitar is. Only seven... It's seven years in the future, but they keep saying eight. And I don't know why they kept saying eight, because it's 2024 and we're in 2017 now. Did they film it in 2016, but, you know, they screwed up on have. the continuity of it all? But they did keep saying, you know, where are you from? Oh, I'm from 2017. So, oh, okay, then never. That's true. So they screwed it up somehow. Something in there yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, as you were saying, he went to twenty twenty four. Yeah, he met uh, Cisco, who was all who who has no hands because Killer Frost froze him off and they broke off. But he's got robot hands now. Yep. But he can't vibe without his hands. Nope. And he wears gloves over him. And he does. He has that robot like. Terminator robot skeleton hand, but then when he puts a glove on, it looks like a normal hand. <laughs> right. The, yeah. They always had that same problem with um, uh, Bagwell, T-Bag, in uh, Prison Break when he got his fake hand. Oh, yeah. You know, he had that artificial hand that was, like, wooden, but they had to make it oversized because, you know, he has a real hand there. Right, right. Uh, Robert Nepper. And now in this season, he's got a robot hand, and it's the same thing. As soon as he puts a glove on, oh, that looks normal. So, Yeah. Gloves are magic. Yep. But basically, Barry gets there. The bad guys are running amok. Uh, he finds out that Killer Frost worked with Savitar and knows who he is but won't tell him and finds out that uh, that Joe is sad because 
Barry left him basically and he lost his daughter and then Wally got injured in a fight. We don't know how, but he got spinally damaged and basically he's, he's not comatose, but he's catatonic. Yep. Yeah. It was Savitar that crippled him. Yeah. Savitar crippled him, but we don't, we don't, we don't know how it happened other than it happened. Right. He went after him. Something happened. They found him. He was like this. And, um, Cisco wants Barry to stay and, and, and tries to sabotage him so he can't <laughs> go back. You know, does a pretty good job. Past, does a great job of it, uh, and and because Barry's like, oh, I gotta get back and help my people. Because like in my brain, Barry doesn't say this, but he should say this. He's like, well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my time and fix this, and none of this would have happened, and you'll be fine. So don't worry about it. Right. Instead, he's like, gotta he's gotta cheer on emo Barry and make him you know come back to the fold, and then everyone makes up and likes each other again. Right. Instead of like, saying instantly. I can erase this entire timeline. Yeah. By going back and not being a douche. Yep. Pretty much. And but Caitlin won't oh Killer Frost won't tell him who Savitar is. Right. They've got her captured. Yeah. And she's like, Eat me. I'm not talking. Yep. So then Barry goes back to his time. With a new name, because there's supposedly some quantum physicist who helped him create the trap for Savitar in the Speed but Force. she doesn't do that for like another four years or five years right. from our time. So so Emo Barry sends him back with uh, the, plans the plans and says, you know, maybe she'll recognize this. Here was another continuity thing that bothered me. When he showed up, everybody from like the villains, you know, Top and Mirror Master um, – to uh, Cisco, they were all talking about how he was wearing his retro suit. You know, oh, we're yes. going old school. Oh, yeah, like that's old school, like with the white emblem on the chest. But then when Emo Barry does finally get his balls back and yep. suits up, he's got a white symbol on his chest. He's got basically – it's almost the, an identical suit. It is It is a little different as far as the design or maybe some padding on it somewhere it, or whatever. The but piece looked kind of like what we saw with – um. Uh, God, Flash from Earth 3. Yep. You know, the one who turned out to be the doppelganger of his dad. Yep. It, it looked like that with the leather, you know, buttoned over the front. But yeah, otherwise it looked almost the same and it still had the white emblem on the chest. So yep. I don't know where he got that from. Maybe it's, I don't know. doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, and let's, not, let's not forget that HR has become a romance novelist and has all these women like trying to have three ways with him as he reads passages from his book. Yeah. That, that was a little odd. That was weird. And they apparently the, he has all their numbers in his phone or they can just randomly message him. <laughs> yeah, because none of them are part of Team Flash anymore, but they'd like to keep in touch occasionally, I guess. No, no, like the girls in the audience oh, are messaging yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, wasn't that kind of odd? Yeah, it was. They're just like sending him texts, and he's like, "Oh, hi." Yeah, and then he makes a uh, a double entendre comment about a threesome. Yep, which so. they seem to be down for. Yeah, they definitely seem down for that. Anyhow, um, so in current time, if you will, Caitlin as now Killer Frost escapes. Yep. And heads off, and Savitar catches up with her, and he steps out of his costume, which we see it's a big armor thing. Yep. And the second she sees him, she's just like, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. And so, you know, the debate is now, well, who is it possibly could it be then that when she sees him, she's instantly just like, 
you know what I mean? I'll do whatever you want. So who, who do you think it is? Well, I've seen a lot of the theories. The most prominent theory is one that I have a lot of problem with. Yeah. And that's Ronnie. Yeah, because that's the only person I could think of that she would see and instantly listen to. So that seems to be the popular one because of that yeah. and because people are saying, you know, he was lost when they had that singularity and he as Firestorm at the time and Barry both went up there and stopped it. Stein got rescued. Uh, Ronnie disappeared. Right. But here's the thing. Ronnie was half of Firestorm. On Earth 2, Ronnie was Deathstorm. There's nothing in his makeup that gives him speed powers. Um, you, one could say, oh, well, the armor. No, 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 no. That armor, nobody can make armor that's going to make you a speed god and make you able to move faster than the Flash and basically warp in and out, blah, blah, blah. He was trapped in the Speed Force because he is a speedster. So I can't say – now, some people were speculating that, well, maybe, you know, when did they close the singularity, he got trapped in – infinity or you know he got trapped in time or he got trapped in the speed force and as a result he has made himself this way but savitar also said that he is the first speedster that he made himself um i think my money is on a dark version of barry maybe not emo barry but a dark version of barry an evil version. Uh, this would explain why Savitar knows all about Flashpoint and would know which ones to target to take and make them back into their powered selves in the new reality. Um, it would explain why Caitlin would follow him because she'd be like, oh, cool, it's Barry, but it's evil Barry. I can get behind that because I'm evil Caitlin. Um, it, that's the best that I can come up with. You know, there's all these, you know, oh, what if it's a different Wells, you know, from a different timeline or uh, what if it's this? What if it's that? I, I don't know. I understand the the Ronnie because of Caitlin's reaction, but I just can't get behind that. I don't know. What are your what thoughts? What about if it was what about if it was Jay Garrick? Caitlin had a thing for him. It's true. I, I could get behind that. If it, you mean if it was like a different version of Zoom slash well, Solomon or yeah, yeah. Because last we saw him, he was disintegrated. Yeah, but you know, no one always is. People don't always stay dead when they get dead. It's true. Yeah, I, I guess we'll find out tonight slash tomorrow. Yeah, I'll probably try to watch it after we get done uh, chit-chatting. I just can't get behind the Ronnie thing. And if they do that, they're really going to have to sell it. You know? Yeah, I, I can't get behind the Ronnie thing either. It's the most popular theory, but I just I can't do it. I really think, you know, Barry was the first speedster, especially, uh, you know, when the fake Wells came back in time and sped up the particle accelerator so that it happened earlier. Um. You know, he technically created himself because he was working on those chemicals at the time and the lightning hit him. I don't know. Yeah, but he wasn't trying to create a speedster. True. He wasn't, you know what I mean? Yep. He was working on something else unrelated. Or, or how about this for a double meaning? Maybe he is a remnant of the Flashpoint timeline, and that's why he says, I created myself. Okay, yeah. Okay. I can go with that. 
Hmm. Well, uh, Danielle Panabaker did an interview recently, and she said that the reveal, once people see who it is, they're all going to say, oh, why didn't I think of that sooner? So... Are we though? Are we going to think that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't want to hype it up too much just to be disappointed. Right. I'm glad that next season we're not going to have a speedster as the central villain. Yes. I, I'm okay with them giving us a super powered villain that we know who it is right off, so that we don't have to play the games of who's under the mask. You know, just give us like a super powered Grodd or yep. you know Mirror Master at his prime. Yep. I agree with you on that one, the the who's under the mask gimmick or who's playing. Yeah, because that's really has been every season. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> jumping back, I guess, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Taken real quick. Okay. So in this week's episode, basically, I'm going to sum it up. I'm not going to go into a long, drawn-out detail with it, but – the guy that's responsible for killing Mills's sister. Okay. He's being transferred out of the uh, incarceration, the black site that he's in, because the U.S. government is going to send him back to Mexico because once they figure out they have him. And, of course, Brian does want that to happen because he hasn't found out his answers yet or killed anyone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in the interim, a plan is put forth, and they blackmail the FBI agent, the lead agent, they buy by kidnapping his husband, her husband. And so Mills and his team rescue him. And so then at the last minute, she doesn't turn him over to his, his, his people, not the Mexican group, but you know, his, his gang. Um, but then their backup plan is they kidnap Mills's, sorry, they took Mills's girlfriend. And that's how the episode ended with Mills releasing his sister's killer, letting him go free because they kidnapped his girlfriend. And so it was an okay episode, but it's a building episode. It, it, it's not. It doesn't say it's a part one of two, but it's basically a part one of two. Okay. And I haven't watched all of this week's yet, but I did watch a little bit of it, and I'm just going to talk about it real quick because at the beginning of the episode, it's where's Mills? Oh, he's off looking for you know his, his girlfriend because they took her, and then it cuts to uh, they. His girlfriend and he's with she is with uh, her kidnappers. It's a guy and a girl, and they stopped at some place. And she's they're in like the CD bathroom up behind the store and everything. And then this is the a time when the guy decides he's gonna call Mills to give him proof of life, to, you know, to motivate him to and everything to to stop tailing them. And instead, uh, Mills gets on the phone and he proceeds to cut a. Nowhere near as cool Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson version <laughs> of um, I have a particular set of skills. He doesn't use those words, but you know it's it's the it's his version of it. Gotcha. And I was going, and then it cuts to like the opening credits, and I actually shut it off after that. And I was like, well, you know, it did take them nine episodes to have this happen. Like I figured they would rip that off straight away, but they waited to episode nine for him to cut his like. I will find you and you can't stop me promo. So (laughs) whatever. Um, I do enjoy the show. I really do enjoy the show. I'm very surprised how much I like it. So excellent. So Gotham's back finally. Yeah. Yeah. And in true Gotham fashion, in my opinion, at least it's the first episode back from a hiatus. So it was good. 
Yeah, no, it was. We basically find out how the Riddler, how the Riddler got his groove back. <laughs> the The title of the episode, I believe, was actually how the Riddler got his name. Yes, it was. Um, and but, he's always been one of the better characters on the show. He really is, and essentially in this whole episode, he like takes a pill. That I almost feel like when he takes the pill, that's when he has the hallucinations. So it's like he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, I was getting that impression as well. Yeah. Oh, anyways, incidentally, the first half of this season, the first fourteen episodes, had the subtitle of like Mad City. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now, and now the the rest of the season has a subtitle of Heroes Rise. Yes. So I just want to th- kind of like similar to Shield, but nowhere near as cool. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In this episode, we see, you know, we're catching up with everybody. Riddler is seeing a lot of Penguin, but Penguin is dead because Riddler killed him, supposedly. You know, shot him and got dumped him in the river. Yep. But got shots, a lot of people survived those, especially villains in icy cold water. Yep. Uh, But he's seeing the hallucination of Penguin, who's basically telling him, you're an idiot, why are you doing this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, uh, Riddler has decided that... He, he can only be defined by the person who is his nemesis, essentially. He needs a nemesis in order to prove that he is worthy, etc. So he's setting up these traps and trying to bait Jim Gordon. Well, they've got Gordon off on this stupid little side quest. It's almost like they couldn't get Ben, whatever his name is, uh, the guy who plays Gordon, to commit to a full episode. So they gave him like this side story where he's talking to his uncle out in the woods. Yeah, it was weird. And they just cut to it every now and then, and his uncle's telling him, you know, oh, your dad and I both worked for the Court of Owls, and your dad wanted to get out, so they had him killed, and that's why he died. But, you know, I just had to stand by and watch, because, you know, I I couldn't do anything, or they would have killed me, too. And so now I'm here to, you know, help you to take them down, and and you can join them with me and, and destroy them from the inside. But then, you know, he's talking to the leader of the Court of Owls in the beginning and the end, and saying, you know, yeah, I've almost got him turned over to us. He'll be a great asset to us. So, you know, they're giving you that whole duplicitous, which version is true? What he's telling Jim or what he's telling the owl lady. And so I didn't like that aspect. So it basically made it so that Bullock and Lucius Fox had to team up to become the the Jim Gordon this week and try to thwart the Riddler. Okay, so one of my favorite things, though, is when Riddler decides he needs an arch nemesis and... And he's having the hallucinations of, of, uh, Penguin. And Penguin's like, oh, for the love of God, don't say Jim Gordon. Of course it's Jim Gordon. <laughs> he has to be my nemesis. And it's just like, I thought that was pretty funny. And then yes. he, he decided, oh, Lucius Fox seems pretty smart. I guess I'll pick him. Right. But even um, then, like, Lucius was failing the riddles in the end. I like yes. that. I like that he yep. wasn't just, like, as clever as the Riddler. Because that's one thing Batman's always had is, you know, he's always known the answer to the Riddler's riddles right off. Like, you know, he read the same book that the Riddler did. And uh, so Lucius was struggling, but, you know, he'd be like, blah. And Riddler's like, no, that's not the answer. Yep. Losing his mind. So... I'm just going to mention, so at the end of the episode, essentially, uh, we find out Penguin's alive. Yep. And he's with Ivy. Yep. She somehow pulled him out of the water. He survived the gunshot wound. So, And she literally spelled that out. Like, she's oh, like, I pulled you out massively. of the water. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, 
fake Bruce or whatever you want to call <laughs> him. Toos, there we go. So the the storyline with him, I did not see that coming at all. Did you? Like that's what he was no. going to be doing. No, I didn't like, see that either. No, like he he took over you know Bruce's life, or he's standing in for him. And I thought like he was going to like try to kill Bruce and do you know and become him and on and on and on. And in fact, no, that's not what it is at all. He's standing in so that way. Uh, uh, <sighs> Alfred doesn't know that he's been kidnapped and is now going to go off and train with apparently not yeah. Razagul, but you know what I mean? Like, same scenario? Like, what, what the frig, right? You there, sir? Yeah, sorry, I hit the mute button accidentally. Uh, yeah, it was a weird situation. I thought like you did that basically the Court of Owls was prepping Toos to go in there and take out Bruce, lock him yes. up somewhere so that he could take over the fortune or like help the them man steal. in the Iron Mask scenario. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. now we find out that he's going to be training. Like yep. they'll have to, they'll have to basically say that he's a prisoner and that this guy's like, well, I'm a prisoner too, but I'm going to train you. Because if it's just like they wanted him to be trained, then there are better ways to go about that. Like kill Alfred. There you go. Done. Right. But, but Alfred's a clever guy, and he already notices that there's something wrong with this imposter. And he's, of course he would. He's seen that there's a Bruce imposter out there, so he knows that much. Right. That would be weighing on his mind. Like, wait, is this is this Toos? Right. Um, but you're right. It was a good episode. It was. Yep. I, I and, hope the next uh, – there's only like five left this season or seven left this season, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, seven left. And I hope they continue this pattern of being well. Right, right. Yep. Um, but speaking of Monday night superhero stuff. Yeah, yeah. Supergirl this week. Yes. What, what were your thoughts on Supergirl this week? Because we, we uh, had two storylines going. We had the storyline yeah. involving Lena Luther. Right. And then we had the storyline involving the Scooby Squad, aka uh, Guardian and uh Wynn and Wynn's alien girlfriend. Right. And I, I don't know. I mean <sighs> Wait, and wasn't this all this was also the I mean this was also the week of uh of her getting her job back, right? Right, yeah. As a reporter. Yep. Yeah. So I mean I, I don't know. I, I don't I I think the comedic relief was the B storyline of Wynn's girlfriend working with them to try and stop bad people, but of course she goes over the top. And and then the whole the whole storyline with Lena and her ex boyfriend and the nanites and all that stuff, I mean it almost feels like they won and done that. It, yes. Uh, Instead of having like that could have been a potential like kind of like a uh, long ongoing storyline. Absolutely, I felt the same thing. Yeah, and they really just won and done that bad boy. And I think part of the problem with that was her ex boyfriend there, the guy with the nanites. He's actually uh, a series regular on iZombie. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't watch he had that, so. so he had to get back to that show, I'm sure. And then I I assume you recognize that his assistant there with the earpiece was from Timeless. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, yes. Yes. Yep, so, I did. So it was kind of a guest star kind of thing and I I looked yep. at that immediately and I'm like, "Oh, crap. Well, this this story's going nowhere because they can't write these people back on the show." 
Exactly. There was definitely a one and done yeah. storyline, and it was all fodder to get Kara her job back as a reporter. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, you know, they because they couldn't they couldn't have the show without her having a secret identity or cover story life or whatever. I guess right. Yeah, so they gave us more Lena Luther, which again, she's turning out to be a really cool character. We yep. all keep waiting for the other shooter draw, but I don't oh, think it's gonna. See, that's the thing. I was just gonna say the same thing. Like, you think they're just doing the slow build until she be good, turns on Kara for whatever reason, and now she has her arch nemesis. But maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Well, no, that's who Terry Hatcher is. Right. Because she shows up at the end. And she like, did. And, okay, so Supergirl did that thing this week where in the opening credits it said guest starring Terry Hatcher. Uh-huh. And then we're down to like a minute left in the show and she hasn't appeared yet. So it's like, ah. <laughs> I hate yeah. that. I really Me too. Me too. That. But, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think it was a terrible episode. I just thought no. it was a. Uh, Okay episode. I mean, I enjoyed the, I, I enjoy the show. I enjoy yeah. the theme, actually. I don't yes. know why. I, the theme music, there's something about Superman TV show theme music where it has to have that trumpet regalness in it. Yes. I don't know. It's good stuff. Um, and I think that I could do without the intro where she sits there and talks about, you know, and tells us that her pod got knocked off course. And- but, dude, Arrow, Flash, and now Supergirl, they all do those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I you're right. I still like to. I really, really despise though the whole turning of the storyline where James is like, I don't want her working with us. She's a loose cannon. She can't be trusted. And so Wynn has to do the you know. Well, yeah. um, uh, um, we we can't have you um being like that. She's like, okay, well, what what can I do differently? Well, you just you can't be with us anymore. You can't come out on patrol. And so she. Beats the crap out of him, basically throws him down. Right, and he's like, "Oh, she broke up with me." And then James comes from behind and goes, "I brought her along. It was my bad." And she's like, "Now I feel all better, and I'm going to kiss you." That's pretty much what happened, dude. Yeah, and, and that's it bothered me because that's like it's such a juvenile storyline. Yep. Oh no, that totally is. Yeah. Um. So let's just stick with the. Uh, this universe, and let's just get Arrow out of the way, uh, um, if we must. Well, you know what? If we, uh, I'm, I'm going to surmise it with this. I, I hated this episode. I really did. I struggled through it. I watched it. I got through it, and it was just. It was, <sighs> there were so many moments in this episode where they were WTF moments. You know, you're just like, what the. F- fuck is going on? Why the yeah. hell are these people acting like this? Why is Felicity stepping in front of a gun? Why is Oliver running around with a gun? Why, why is he wearing a mask? And yeah. why is he not arrow? And then like, all right, so Felicity and her group of, what's it called? They're not Hexic, um, Helix? Yes. Is that her group? Yes. Yeah. They they hit, they hit raid this place to, to rescue this guy, and like two of the people that are with him, they get killed straight away, and they just keep on charging forward. Oh, people just got killed in front of me and shot, but I'm going to keep going. I'm like, the, the, like Felicity, I can see her, because she's been through some shit, but yep. the other girl? No. 
these are hired people that she hired. This is not like she trained for this or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I had, there was just so many, so much stuff with this that I thought was dumb. The only plus side of the whole thing is at the end of the episode, Helix was basically like, yeah, we can't be with you or have you with us because of who you're friends with. So, uh, here's that last bit of information you need, you know, the completely improbable technology where they can scan the entire city to check someone's heart rate rhythm heartbeats heartbeats i mean they're tracking his heartbeat across the city of millions of people like they can she can just plug in this program and just somehow use i don't know what to use to track his heart rhythm signature dude i love doctor who doctor who is one of my favorite shows doctor who has things like psychic paper a sonic screwdriver a tardis that travels through time and space and I have zero problems with that stuff. Absolutely. A heartbeat tracker, I yeah. call so much bullshit, you could start well, a manure farm. Look at the universes the two shows are in, though. I mean, Doctor Who has established that, you know, he's... He's a he's a, they've established that if they did something like that on Doctor Who, first of all, you would accept it, but they would do so and explain it in a way with which you would understand. It would be confined to like a spaceship or something. It would be an enclosed finite area that they were able to scan this with by using whatever. I mean, they would they would justify it. And they'd say this was, was literally tech. yes, this was literally she plugged a friggin' flash drive into the computer and then. Yeah, and then oh, I thought, and then they have their deep talk, where mm. she's like, "You don't trust me. It's all about trust, and you don't have any trust for me." And Oliver, I trusted you, and why didn't you trust me? And oh, oh, we got him. Let's go. Let's not also gloss over the fact that that thumb drive with that program was coded on the fly. According to this girl, uh, yeah. coded on the fly by the guy that they broke out of jail. So they broke him out of jail at the same time, gave the word to clear out their hideout and said to this guy, Hey, I know you're just now getting free, but we need you to just whip up a really quick code that will help her track somebody's heartbeat across the city. And he was like, yeah. done. <laughs> he was like, next. <laughs> Yeah. No, there was so many problems with this show, not just storyline, not just believability. I mean, yes, I know I'm watching a show. It's a superhero show. There's metahumans in it. You know, they live in a city that has an unusually large amount of crime, and it's very dark there all the time, I realize. Uh, and and the main character talks like this all the time, no matter what's happening. Mm-hmm. But – but still, it was – yeah. I, I had made some notes, talked about what was going on. I literally deleted everything and wrote, I hate this friggin' show. The only part that was even close to being redeeming, and it almost felt like it was a throwaway the way that they did it, was yeah. reuniting Remy with his daughter. Yes. Yes. You know, it should have been something that was an amazing, heartfelt moment. It had a little heart to it, but it was overshadowed by the fact that he had gone off on this rant at Hoss. Yeah. You know, that's what he calls him, and that's what the daughter called him to make us all go, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And then, but you know, I will they, say, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say they have their little teary moment where, you know, she's like, can we go home now? And he's like, not yet. But daddy's friend has a lawyer and he's going to, you know, work on it and get you home with him. And he's like, you're right. I should have done this from the beginning. And, you know, he's just Lance is like, 
Yeah, I know it was right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Whatever. I'm looking forward to this season being over, and hopefully the show gets canceled. <laughs> nope, they've already got plans for the next season. I know. I can hope I said. Uh, but let, let's talk about – oh, I guess some uh, – let's round out the superhero uh, talk with some news, I guess. Mm. And that news being is that has not been officially canceled apparently. However, the final two episodes of Powerless were pulled from the lineup and will not be uh, – who knows when they'll actually air. If at all. If at all. But um, it's not a surprise. Oh, God. The, the award for the least surprising news. Yeah, it goes it's to definitely, this. Definitely not a surprise. No. Not even close. We, we've been talking about that since day one. Yeah. We've been expecting it. We've been waiting for it. Was there even an episode on this week? No, there wasn't. It was pulled from the lineup. That's the last right. episode was the one where they got trapped in the building in the in the truth gas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we got two episodes of Superstore instead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did? Well, was one, one was a repeat? Yeah, yeah, okay. The one that they did, the, the new one, though, Cheyenne's Wedding. <laughs> um, okay, so first off, Dina cleans up nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we had seen that at Halloween, too, with her, you know, well, trampy police costume. She, yeah, she was in the slutty police costume. This was just, a, you know, a bridesmaid's dress or whatever, but yeah. Um, it was a funny episode, Yeah, I thought. Um, I liked Jeff and Mateo's interaction together. Uh, yes. I hate you, not you. I hate you, but not you. I'm trying to... I, uh, I hate you right now, but I'm whispering so it doesn't have the same effects. I want to wake this baby up. <laughs> uh, it was it was nice to see that they let that go like that. You know, that it wasn't like Jeff saying, I really want you back. No, he was like, you suck. You messed this up. I hate you. You hurt me. So, yep. yeah. No, it was great. It was good stuff. Um, the whole... Jonah falling all over himself with Amy was a little bit weird. Like the past that couple was episodes, so stupid. Yeah, he's moved on, and yep. they were both at good places. And he's with Glenn's daughter and doing yep. well. Yep. And, and Amy shows up to the wedding with her husband, and someone makes a comment of, "Oh, look, it's Amy's work husband and Amy's real husband." And then after that, the whole episode. He's Jonah's basically, ah, yeah. Ah, yeah, trying to be by her yeah. and, you know, yeah. sit by her and ingratiate himself and blah, blah, blah. And it was, but, it was bad. It was dumb. That part of it. But the rest that of it was part, good. But the rest of it was good. Yeah. 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 I would agree. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, APB, did you watch the finale? Oh, I thought we talked about that already. No, because last time we were talking about how the finale was coming up. And remember you had said, oh, my God, I can't believe that this was the episode before the finale. If I had known that, I would have graded it harder or something. I'm pretty sure. You know, I could have sworn we talked about the finale last week, but I guess we didn't. Um, No, because last week we recorded on Tuesday, but we skipped talking about the finale. Oh, that's right. I watched it before we recorded. That's what it was. Yes. But I didn't talk about it. Okay. All right. So, yeah, the finale. I was – the way it ended, it didn't feel like a finale. Nope. It felt like just the end of an episode. Yep. And – I, I I didn't like it. It makes me wonder if they had more episodes planned. You know how sometimes that'll happen where like yep. they're given an order for so many and then they hope that they get picked up for a few more in the season? Yeah. 
So it felt kind of like that to me, like maybe they were holding out that they'd be able to tack on a few more. Yeah, essentially the bad guy has got the city held. Uh, super hostage? Super duper hostage. Yeah, exactly, with all these things going on and and the, the police are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And then he hacks into their system and he takes over their cars and he takes over his 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 drones and starts shooting the uh, – the tasers at the police officers. The unlimited number of tasers. The, apparently, yes, exactly. And just on and on and on and on and on. And then, of course, Gideon comes up with a plan where he comes up with a jamming gun, but he has to get to the scene and he take this, takes this dumb gum, gun and jams it. And then they do the interrogation bit. And then he's like, I have a, a – I have a – and he doesn't even – they don't even – no, he doesn't tell them this. They discover this. But anyways, basically, he has a sniper rifle that is set to a pre-programmed thing, and it's going to shoot someone. But I, I don't know how it, it works. I mean, it's programmed to point at a certain spot and shoot, and the gun is programmed to fire. But how does it know where to point other than what's been pre-programmed? I mean, what if they don't stand there? Uh, the only way that I could understand it is that he was – expecting that that's where all press conferences are from the mayor, which seemed like a sidewalk rather than a yeah, was it, yeah. front of the city hall. Exactly. It was like a side street or down on the sidewalk or to the left of the steps or whatever you want to yeah. call it. But basically, you know, it, they couldn't hack into it because it was pre-programmed and they couldn't, you know, there was no way to dial in to, to, to try and stop it. So they had to go physically there to find it to stop it. And, and that's where I, it doesn't make any sense to me because what if they had the press conference inside that day because it rained? Right. Then the gun's just going to aim and randomly shoot at that spot at that yep. at that time. And how do they know what time they're going to have the press conference? It was pre-programmed, pre-loaded before he was arrested. <laughs> I mean, this, it's very implausible. And then the mayor gets shot and killed. And then Murphy get, takes takes a round in her in her vest, protecting her ex-husband. And then they have a moment together, you uh-huh. know. Or like, man, maybe I do like you still. And then, and then, basically, like the show ends with like Gideon saying, like Murphy says to Gideon, like it's all over now, or something like that. And he just says, no, it's just beginning. But she was meant like you know the the attack is over. Yeah, he's not gonna, you know. And he was like, his response was more like, oh no, we've just begun this this so i don't know it's unfulfilling it was a very unfulfilling episode to me it was you know it should have they were taking down the villain that we didn't realize we had you know we didn't realize that this guy was going to be the nemesis over several episodes and it was a slow build to that which i guess i'm okay with but then the whole standoff and the train car and everything was a little bit anticlimactic Oh, massively, and, and let's not forget the person that's shot and killed at the end of the episode is a is a character that we we don't like anyways because he's he's kind of you know he's the heavy to Gideon because he's the mayor but he's trying to stop him from doing what he's doing right and yeah, he's that's the one that stands in the way of our TV show essentially pretty much yeah and so he gets shot and it's just sort of like Meh. it's not Gideon's fault he got shot some right. crazy guy did this yep it's not Gideon's fault they didn't stop him. 
You know, I mean, you can only do so much. They tried their best. Yeah. So it's but the just, mayor is blaming Gideon and and his assistant there is blaming him because he's saying that you know by him stepping up all the law enforcement and adding all this tech, he basically taunted this guy into doing it. Yeah, weak sauce. It, it, you know what's really weak sauce though is the the image that they always seem to do in these movies and shows where. Somebody turns all the lights green and everybody crashes full on into each other. Yes, they just can't stop crashing into each other. Dude, that was the other I, thing he did. Yeah, I've been at four way stops where all yep. the lights are blinking and everybody sits there and like waves each other on and they're like, "Come on, no, you yep. go, no, you go." If all the lights turn green and everybody started moving, people are going to hit the brakes immediately because you're yes. already at a stop. Right, because, you know, no, the assumption is, John, don't you understand this? In big cities, people don't actually check the intersections. When the light's green, they just blindly drive through it. Because they've they're in a, right. They're in a hurry, and my light was green. That's all <laughs> that matters. <sighs> yeah, I forgot about that. That was more. And then, okay, uh, see, now the more we talk about it, the more I'm hating <laughs> it. When uh, the captain, who was in a car crash at one of the intersections. Oh, my God. And, and it almost killed him? Yeah, yeah. And he's in rough shape, but he won't go to the hospital. And Gideon manages to talk him through uh, how to <laughs> access the. You know, a system he's never before seen in his life. But he talks him through how to go through to redirect all the traffic lights for this one certain street to be green. Yeah. And that was everything. It wasn't even like one consecutive street. It's no. like he literally talked him through like some sort of pathway of green lights. Yep, yep he sure did. Now hit OK and then click down here. I'm like, you've never seen this before. <laughs> Not even like a little bit. It's like you have an idyllic memory. You saw it once and you're recalling it. You just, you've never seen it. Right. Oh, and then the FBI came and arrested uh, Gideon's girlfriend there because the, uh, the evil villain, you know, gave them information on her to arrest her. So, yep. Yep. I don't know. I was unfulfilled. I was as well. And, I'll still watch it when it comes back, if it comes back. But, yeah, this was not a very fulfilling finale yeah. for me. And it hasn't been decided if it's coming back or not. I don't think. Right. I I haven't heard either way. Yeah. Um, I will say quickly, I'm not going to get into details, but The Detour had its two-episode finale this past oh, week. Oh, yeah. i got to watch that. It was a great payoff. Um, and shortly thereafter, they announced that there will be a third season, which is kind of funny because the second season ended on a note that I, I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't know how they could do a third season from this. And then they said, we're coming back for a third season. Well, then. Perfect. <laughs> Game <Nice>. on. <laughs> um, yeah. Shield. Shield. Let's yeah. talk about good stuff. We literally picked right up where last week left off, mm -hmm. where Daisy emerges from the Terrigen, healed from her massive beating that she took. Yeah. And her and May just begin to shoot their way out. Yeah. May even makes then, the uh, comment that, you know, boy, you're adapting to your powers quickly. And she's like, yeah, I've had a lot of practice. Yep. Yes, yes she did. Uh, but they kind of get stopped by Ada, who... Makes a grand speech, and then Daisy just sort of blasts her out the window, and she falls down many stories to the street and and uh, gets all stove up. But then just simply walks, wakes up and walks out into the real world, if you will. You know, um, yeah, yeah. 
I had wondered about that at first too, because it's like May and Daisy were taking guys apart, large groups of guys, left, right, and center. And then they stop because she walks out and she's flanked by two regular guards and they're like, mm-hmm. oh no. Now we're stuck. No, you're not. Let's but, put our guns down. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah then Daisy's the just like, I'm going to knock her out a window. And yep. that was cool. That, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, it's discovered through the episode that Ada is trying to make flesh to become real. Yes. Which means they can <laughs> do that for Trip or Ward or both of them. Yes, it does. Um, so anyways, essentially they decide that they need to expose Hydra for being evil, so they break into the news studio and Coulson cuts a, does a news report that they pre-record and then broadcast out, which realistically, isn't that the smartest way to do that? Not do it live so everyone knows where you are so they can come and stop you while you're doing it? Record it, then hit the play button and take off. Exactly. But Coulson used the term alternative facts, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yep, I like that. Um but then, of course, you know, by the end, uh, when Ward is there, the guy, there's a bunch of people outside. He's like, I figured they would be. And he checks his gun. He's like, no, they want to help us. Yeah. So then, then the news broadcast did what it was supposed to do. And it, yeah, it's kinda, turning people on Hydra. They're kind of flipping the uh, narrative on the uh, yep. framework. Yep. And uh, speaking of the framework, um, Fitz, he is very evil. He is. And he wants to go to the real world as his framework version. Yep. yep which I it, hope they don't pull that one off. That would be terrible. Uh, I, I agree. I don't know how Gemma would get over that one. Um, but, yeah, he spends a lot of the episode, like, first he's at Madam Hydra slash Ada's or, no, side. What's her name in the framework? It was something else. I don't else. recall. Shoot. I don't recall, but Madam Hydra or Ada yeah. works. Um, and he's at her bedside, and she's like, no, you need to get out there, and you need to finish the machine, finish the looking glass now. Yes. So he goes and does a little Iron Man 3D sculpting in the Well, air. it's the same thing Ada was doing when mm-hmm. after she had read the book. Yep. So, Which makes me wonder, if she's got all this infinite knowledge, why does she need him to create this? Why couldn't she just create it herself? Oh, maybe there's some weird loophole where she can't, I guess. I don't know, but you're absolutely right. You should, you think she'd be able to do it. Yeah. It seems kind of odd. So, uh, um, I did see some news that, uh, the finale, at least one of the episodes of the finale, uh, the second of the last episode is called The Return. And, uh, they've already got promo posters up and it shows Colson there with Ghost Rider. So Ooh, we should be seeing Jay. him, which is good because we're still dealing with the Darkhold, which yes. he was trying to get his hands on anyway to take back. So that's good. I'm excited. Man, Ghost Rider. Yeah. What a great, great, great character. Yeah. Done. That's the best version, live action version of, of, of Ghost Rider I've ever seen. Well, yeah. The other ones were Nicolas Cage. So God, that was saying. That was terrible. Yeah, it was. God. Yeah. So anyways, um, I'm looking forward to the new next episode. I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been really good this year. It has. It really has. I mean, for the most part, every episode has been a good episode. Yep. I agree. Yep. 
Yeah, definitely most episode has been a good episode. So May's working with S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Yeah. Uh, Coulson announces himself as being an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Which was cool. It gave me, you know, a big smile on my face when he did that. I'm oh, yeah, an agent of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Ivanovov, uh, he is uh, he is unable to – he tries to kill May and he can't. Because yep. he is programmed to protect them, much like Ada is. And the only way she can do that is if they try to damage the programming or whatever. Right. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens. Mace is dead. Yep. He's gone. Yeah. That's so. Nice. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, I think we only have like th- three more episodes or we have one. T- yeah. I think we only have like three more episodes, don't we? Uh, hold on. I got it pulled up that, right here. Up, that was a 19. I think yep. it was only 20. Tonight's episode episodes. is Farewell, Cruel World, and then we've got yep. The Return and World's End. Yeah. And, uh, I'm excited. I am too. I'm excited. Because you know that they're not going to be able to wrap everything up and they're going to leave something open for next season. Well, yeah, they got to. They absolutely have to. Excuse me. Um,. So the blacklist. The blacklist. I was Good worried episode. by the name of the episode that they were just going to go right back into another blacklister, but no, they picked up right where they left off. Yeah, no, no, no. The name of the, the of the episode was in relation to that black. Well, the blacklister that is was helping Mr. Kaplan. Yes. So yeah, no, it was it was a it was a good episode. It was a good episode. It's it was more. Um, I, I would call it a building episode. Yes. Where you have Red and Kate, you know, like, uh, they're in the feeling out process type of thing. Yep. And also at the same time, you have, um, oh, God, what's the agent's name? I can't think of the guy. You know what I'm talking about? Wrestler, yeah. His ex-partner is there. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm investigating these 86 bodies or these 84 bodies. And you need to get yourself reassigned and help me. And, and I like that. That's kind of weird. It was, yeah, exactly. And because, but Wessler was, you know, on the task force to bring Reddington down before he joined the task force to work with Reddington. <laughs> right. Um, I loved it when Wessler said, Don't you think it's weird that they just completely stopped looking for him? And he's like, Well, yeah, because he turned himself in and now he works with us. Yep. And the guy's just like, Oh, that's a good one. So, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of truth in that. I, I, don't, I don't know where that's going other than. I don't see that causing any believable uh, possible harm towards uh, Brett Reddington. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yep. yeah, it seems like kind of a ridiculous side story. But yeah, you know, having that, you know, that that guy being friends with Wessler and on and on and on. So, and the way he was acting and wearing his sunglasses constantly, it just it gives me the vibe that there's something up or wrong with his character. Yeah, I got that as well. Yeah. I felt the same way. Some, some sort of like stress or anxiety or panic issues or something along that nature that's affecting his ability to work, but he's somehow pulling it together because, you know, Red's involved and he has the tunnel vision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But. This is another show that, you know, we're closing in on the finale. You yes. Know, a lot of these shows we are. It's May. You know, yeah. shows don't 
typically go till June. So we're closing in on a lot of these finales. But yeah, this one, um, it seems like they're going to head into this finale. And they've talked that it could possibly be the series finale because they haven't been renewed yet that I've heard. Yeah. Oh, and they did sort of sweep the whole Blacklist Redemption, hey, what's up with Tom thing under the rug. And it's like, well, you know, he's still dealing with that issue. Yeah. Yeah. That That's how they surmise that. So, yeah. So this could be the season finale, but, or series finale, but yeah, it, it looks like they're going to wrap up this, you know, this will be the focus for the rest of the season is Mr. Kaplan and Red and, you know. It's just, you know, when they came back from hiatus, uh, that, not the first episode where they're looking for Demby, but the second episode on the two episodes they aired that night, the first that they came back, Requiem. God damn, was that a good episode, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, it I mean, was. oh my goodness, that was such a good episode. Like, yeah. Uh, so it, that, that that's a hard one to follow. It's it a is. hard one to follow. I mean, yeah, they definitely had to keep the storyline going, and, and they did. But, man, that was such a good episode. Absolutely. Uh, let's that, see. Here. That's the type that, you know, it was so good that you're right. It's You can't really follow it. Nope. No, you can't. Did you watch the second episode of Fargo? I sure did. What'd you think? Uh, one scene in particular really was unpleasant to watch, um, but the rest of it was, um, I don't know. It was good-ish, but... I feel yeah. like the show is very full of itself, you know. Yeah, it's it's almost like oh, the first two seasons of this show was so amazing, we can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like the kid who's been told his whole life, "Oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so smart." So then he just he assumes that he is, and so he and walks into a room with people that are smarter than him, and he's like, "I'm smart, and you're not." Yeah, basically. I you mean, know, they. they the stuff that they're pulling off here, the, the weird guy with the weird teeth and, you know, he's decided that he's going to start parking stuff in these parking lots because that's what these guys are. I guess I missed that in the first episode. Okay, so that's – okay. I didn't get in the first episode that they owned, that they made all his money or he invested in parking lots. Which is but I, really weird. But apparently that's what he did. He invested in parking lots and he owns parking lots and people have to pay to park and – that's how he made all his money, owning these parking lots where people have to pay to park. Right. And essentially, it's a violation of the rules to have a tractor trailer there. And the guys, the people that they, they borrowed money from that they're trying to pay back, but they're not accepting it because, no, 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 we made an investment in you. So now we're going to force you to do some money laundering and we're going to do what we want and park our trucks in your lots and this, that and everything. And you're just going to shut up and you're going to fucking do it is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And then when their lawyer's like, huh, this doesn't seem right, they kill him. Yeah. You know, they throw him over, they, they make it look like he jumped off uh, the parking garage, but they threw him over the edge. Yep. And, um, yeah, yeah. So there's the scene where, um, oh, I can't remember the character's names because I don't have, but the, the, the twin brother who's the, who's the probation officer, the, yep. schl- the schlub, he and his girlfriend head over to his brother's house and it, apparently he's supposed to distract his brother while she breaks in to steal the stamp. Yes. And, and they know that the stamp is always hanging on the wall in the frame. Yep. Yep. 
And so he talks to his brother, but instead of like distracting him, he has a legitimate heart to heart talk with him about things. Right. And really just kind of like feels really great about the whole thing after. Or that's the way it seems at least. Well, because I got I think, that impression too. Oh no, I did too. Because he, okay, and then his girlfriend's in the house, sees in that instead of in the house, and and sees that instead of the stamp, there's a picture of a donkey. Mm-hmm. So she takes her period blood and writes, "Who's the ass now?" On it, she doesn't just take her period blood; she takes the bloody tampon out of her vagina and Correct. uses it like a marker. Correct. Yeah, that's what she does. And then she drops it in his desk on some paperwork. Because she assumes that he knew that they were coming, so he hid it and put the picture of the donkey up there in its place as basically a way to give them the middle finger. Yes. And when she tells him kind of what she did, he's like, but what do you mean? Like, I I reconciled. I made good with my brother. Like, we're, we're in a great place. And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. Not anymore, sir. And then, of course, when he finds it, you know, they're like, this is war. We're going to war. Yeah. And then his, uh, the, the parking lot king brother, his, his lackey, his financial advisor confronts the probation officer and basically threatens him in a really awkward way. Yep. And then, and then rams his vehicle with his Hummer. And then when he's trying to leave, he ends up wiping out the, the back end of another car. I mean, that was some craziness as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then he, he rammed it a couple of times there. Yes. I mean, it was, I enjoyed the episode. Um, and then, uh, the other end of it, the spectrum is, uh, Enos Sully or Sussy, who was murdered in his home. His stepdaughter is the, the, the sheriff of the local town. And apparently they've been absorbed by the, by the county. Mm-hmm. And so now she has a job, but she's no longer the sheriff. She's just like a deputy. Right. And the sheriff, when he comes to town to uh, investigate everything or to, to talk to them or whatever, he is uh, shocked to find out that they don't have computers. They don't They don't have anything modern because, ah, what do you need that for? Right. Which seems really odd because it's 2010. If it was 1990, I'd be like, all right, I can see why she's being resistant or or even 95. But in 2010, it just seems far-fetched and ridiculous Mm -hmm. that she would be so against computers that she's like, oh, why would we want to do that? I can just hand look everything up. That takes way longer when I'm involved in life and death or, you know, time life critical situations. Yeah. That was kind of ridiculous. Yep. But I have faith that the show, you know, had just had a hiccup this week and it's going to power back next week. Uh, yeah, I'm in it for at least one more episode. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, I really enjoyed season one. Season two was, I. season two was okay. Um, Kirsten Dunn's character made me want her, wish she to get her throat slit. I know. Um, unfortunately it didn't happen. <laughs> Almost did, but it did get really good near the end of the season. But there was some some stalling in the beginning and near the middle that it's just like, oh, come on. Um, but yeah, so I'm hoping the third season can be more like the first season, but so far, not really. Gotcha. Oh, and uh, the whole beginning of the last of the first episode with the guy in Germany, nothing was addressed with that in this episode at all. So, yeah. 
again, it's probably some elaborate inside joke type thing or, you know, not really a joke, but, you know, some kind of like, I'm too clever for you. You'll get it eventually when I decide I want you to kind of thing. Yep. Yep. That's pretty much it. Uh, What else did you watch, sir? Um, I watched a few shows that don't need too much. Into the Badlands was phenomenal again this week, and mm-hmm. we got a big reveal. Now, I'm, I'm holding off because I know that you are not caught up on this. Um, but right. there's, uh, there's a special ability out there that yep. gets barely touched upon in the first season, but it's really dug into in the second season. And that kind of inadvertently was the focus of this episode. And mm. we we got to learn a few secrets. We got to learn that Nick Frost's character has some secrets. Um, he, he fights kind of like a bear, you know, because you got all these guys who are doing the martial arts and the flipping and stuff like that. Nick Frost yep. is a big guy. And he can hold his own in a fight pretty well. And it's a lot of his, – his choreographed moves are slower. But, you know, it's uh, it's bear-like more than anything. So again, another phenomenal episode. I really love the show. It's, it's one of those shows where you sit there and you go, ah, oh, should I watch it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you, you kind of put it off, but then as soon as you sit down and watch it, you're glued to it. I oh, really? I can't understand why. And I talked to my sister about it. She said the exact same thing. She's like, that's just how it is with me. I always look at it on my DVR and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. But then as soon as I turn it on, it's like, I can't look away. It's so good. So. I really appreciate that. Um, Sometimes it's one of those things where you you sort of struggle to um, sit down and watch. You got to be in the mood for it. Then once you sit down and start watching it, you're just like, "Holy crap!" Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I Zombie continues to be good. Um, again, that's a show that. If you haven't watched it, you're missing out. It really is quirky and fun, and the story has been continuously good all the way through. I'm really, I love it. Nice. Uh, prison Break, they finally broke out of the prison this week. Ooh. Yeah. Um, amidst a riot, because basically uh, ISIS was coming for the prison, and the guards were like watching it on the TV, and they're like, you know what? We're out of here. And so only the captain of the guard stayed, but then all the prisoners are like, uh, yeah, if there's just one of you, we're taking this place and we're breaking out. So it was a, you know, Lincoln was trying to break in to get his brother and Michael and his friends were breaking out. And, it, you know, just as Lincoln gets in, oh, they jumped over the wall and he just missed him and oh, but, you know, they finally did reunite by the end of the episode. So the brothers are back together and they're caught in the middle of a city that is being overrun by an army of ISIS and uh, don't know what's going to happen this week. Tune in tonight to find out. There you go. Big Bang was just okay. Um, you know, I haven't caught, I haven't kept up with it, and I haven't missed it. Like it, I just realized, like, oh crap, I haven't watched that in a few weeks. Yeah, each episode, I watch it, and I'm like, you know, I remember when I used to love this show. I remember when I used to look forward to watching this show, and now yep. I just don't care. You know, their problems and their arguments are all petty, and I just, I don't care nearly as much. It's more one of those. Oh look, there's a half hour show I can throw on and not care about. Remember when Drew Carey kind of did the same thing when I used, used I used to really like the Drew Carey show and then it just hit a point where it was like this is stupid. Yeah, about the time that yeah. they started making his brother more regular. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, I watched – my wife and I have been watching this show. It's kind of like a reality-type show on Netflix. It's called um, Life Below Zero. It's okay. a BBC show, and they follow four group, four different people or family or whatever you want to call it in Alaska. And it's basically people are living near the uh, – either way above the Arctic Circle or near it or whatever, but it's – you know, it's – damn cold there and it's basically how they live their life there in the winter time and um you know it's the first episode was a little slow uh we're about nine ten episodes in now it's it's a pretty decent show i mean it's pretty fascinating watch watching how these people live their lives and what they do and you know it's it's what they need to do to 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 survive and um it's pretty pretty darn interesting actually i was surprised yeah so it's worth checking out. Each episode is almost a full hour because it's a BBC show. And um, there's lots of cursing and it's not bleeped out or anything. So <laughs> Good. Yeah, which it's, it's weird that it's a BBC show, but it's filmed in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Anyhow, um, and then uh, my wife and I have watched the first episode. I watched the first two, and then I said, you should watch this. So we watched the first episode together, and I'm hoping tomorrow we can watch the next episode so I can we can watch, you know, keep watching it. But um, 13 Reasons Why on oh, Netflix, God. that original series. Did you, did you watch that at all? No, I refuse. Okay. it's I really like it. Yeah. I, I heard that a lot of people really like it. Yeah, I really liked it. Like, I thought it was really, uh, like I said, I watched the first two episodes, and then my wife and I watched the first one together, and she was like, yeah, I want to I wanna watch the second one. I mean, I'm not going like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, but I'm just like, I I'm re- I really like it. Like the, uh, give, give a premise it's synopsis. A, it's so a that, really good story. So the people know what you're talking about. Well, basically, this girl committed suicide. It's it's a high school high schooler, and she killed herself, and she left behind these. It's they say thirteen tapes, but it's not thirteen tapes. It's it's basically seven tapes, thirteen sides, if you will. Um, and each side, each episode is a side of the tape, and it tells part of the story as to why she killed herself, and essentially. Like these tapes are the first person like after she did it, I think it's been like a week or whatever since she killed herself when the story picks up and it's told the uh, – well, the tapes get passed around. There's a list of people that she wants to have to listen to these tapes and there's someone that's responsible for making sure they get them and there's rules you have to follow as far as how you're not supposed to say anything and you have to listen to them and I'll find out if you didn't and if you don't listen to them or this or that then they're going to go public and that'll just make it worse and on and on and on and so each tape basically tells the story of a person in her life that affected her that may or may not led her to kill herself and it's really it's a pretty complex story and the main character that we meet is a kid named Clay and he comes home from school and he finds the box on his porch with his name on it and like my wife said uh, you don't open packages that have no no postage and only your name on it and no address that means someone hand delivered it kid yeah um, but he you know he starts so the first episode is side one 
and the second episode is side two. And the first episode is about a boy that she uh, had a crush on and uh, how things went sideways. And they're, uh, you know, in that, I'm not going to give away more than that. But basically, you're watching the story in quote-unquote real time. And then as he's listening to the tape, you're seeing the flashback of it or the, the lot or, you know, you're, he's visualizing the story and we're seeing it unfold in front of us, you know, with the actors, if you will. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I've heard a lot of great stuff about it. You know, Ronnie loved it. He said the last couple episodes made him cry. Yep. That's right. Ronnie under the bus, you go, you cried adult male, uh, over a, a, a teen drama show. I probably will too. Uh, Aaron loved it. Martin and his wife loved it. So, yeah, figured I'd finally check it out. Good. I look forward to more feedback on it, but yeah, I, I mean, I can tell I've you, yeah, I, I just it's not something that I want to check out. I have no interest. Yeah, no, I was, you know, not everything's for everyone. Yep. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Um. I had a lot of trouble watching class this week, and I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't finish the episode. Oh, okay. I, you can I, talk about it all you want. I really had – and I don't know if maybe because I was kind of t- groggy and tired when I was trying to watch it or or what it was, but I don't know. I just wasn't making a lot of sense to me. I wasn't enjoying it. Most I of basically the episode, just kind of shut it off. Most of the episode I loved. I actually thought this was the best one that they've had so far. Oh, wow. Surprisingly. Um, I didn't care for the storyline of Charlie and his boyfriend. That was a bit uh, – there were a number of factors in here that felt kind of forced. Um, Charlie and his boyfriend was one of them because they were trying to make it so that, you know, we really connected with the fact that these two boys were connecting and, you know, it, it – it was just too much, and I don't say that because oh, it's you. You just didn't like because they had gay sex. I don't care about that. I care right. about the fact that everybody else is dealing with traumas. You've got Tanya who's dealing with her dead father there. You've got Ram who you know had, he's been through more than everybody else on this team, maybe April excluded. But you know he's been dealing with all these demons, and then he's got his dead girlfriend showing up in his room. Um, April's trying to help him through this and go rescue their friends. And meanwhile, you've got Charlie who's betting this kid who's like, oh, my parents kicked me out because I'm gay. And he's like, oh, okay, well, let's have sex and we'll feel better about it. It it just didn't ring true. Even Miss Quill is dealing with the manifestation of her sister and trying to figure out what's going on because she's the level-headed one out of all. Actually, Tanya was really level-headed too. You know, she didn't just like, oh, you're my dad and I'm going to, I'm going to grab hold of you. She's like quizzing him and saying, this is impossible. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, but essentially it was, you know, a creature from another dimension that feeds on grief. Like that's what it eats and that's what feeds it and sustains it. And it needed a source of a lot of grief. And that's why it was specifically going after Tanya. You know, it was trying to get it from some of the others, but it, Tanya's had, Tanya had the most grief built up inside of her, um, unresolved, et cetera. And it said, basically, you know, if I could feed on you, then I can, be strong enough to really latch onto this dimension and take out everybody on earth. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I'll try to rewatch it, but I just, yeah, I was struggling with it. And it's weird. Like I said, you know, I felt this was their strongest episode yet. I really enjoyed it just because it was, it felt more Whovian. 
You know, it felt yep. more like a murder mystery kind of thing and less like, um, like the coach with a dragon tattoo. You know, that was yep. just kind of weak. Yes. What did um, you think about Doctor Who, though? Oh, it's a great show. <laughs> um, and actually, it made me look it up because they uh, it was 1814, I believe the year was, that they, they landed on. And mm-hmm. it was when they had the uh, – they call it the frost on the River Thames yep. where it froze over. And that was actually – I did some research in the history shows. That was the last year that the, that the river actually froze completely over. Isn't that cool? Yeah, they were calling it kind of like of a mini ice age, but another factor to it was the bridge, and it's the bridge we see in the episode. They demolished the bridge after that year, and they built a new bridge, and the new bridge had like a wider clearance underneath it. Mm-hmm. So the water, so the old bridge, it, it it would allow the water to kind of, as it got colder, it would freeze up more. And the water wasn't flowing as freely, and that's how it all froze up, whereas the new bridge had a bigger, wider clearance under it. So it left like that gap down the center that would never quite freeze, and so that's why the river never froze over completely again after that year. Ah. Um, and also because temperatures were warming up because they, they actually called it like for the like the hundred-something years that they had that frost festival. It was um, – they also referred to that as being like a little ice age in that area. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is so cool that, you know, it's a fictional TV show and the premise is based entirely on fact. Even the, the even them bringing the elephants out on the ice like that. Yes. I you know, that. everything. So that was, it was, it was really cool. Like I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And then tie that in that the creature that is being held captive under the ice that this guy is siphoning out his, the creature's waste product to use as an alternative fuel source to coal because mm-hmm. yeah. it burns hotter, burns longer, lasts longer, et cetera, et cetera. And um, uh, yeah, they they make they, they play off that 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 creature is actually you know the Loch Ness monster, right? <laughs> so I thought that was cool. And um, you know, Billy was really met with or Bill that is not Billy but Bill was really met with some difficult decision making as far as like, you know, people die. It happens. Yep. And how can you be so cold about it? And he's like, I'm two thousand years old. I've learned to just carry on. Yep. Um I don't know. I thought it was a great episode. What'd you think? Oh, I love this episode. It, it every one of his companions has to have that moment where they see the downside of time travel. Yes. You know, if you, if you look back, uh, you know, with, um, I remember with Amy, it was the, uh, that beast, you know, the new, London, I think it was, that floated around through space on the back of a big beast. And, you know, everybody got to view the video and at the end they had to choose whether to forget or not. Um, you know, they, they all have these times when they're with the doctor when they have to actually look at that and say, uh, it's not just fun and games. You know, people die. There's consequences to the world. There's darkness out there. And this was Bill's first time with that. Yes, and doctor, the doctor wasn't he, – I mean, he was cold, but he wasn't cold about it where he was just basically like, you know, yeah, this happens. People die. I've had to kill people. I've had to make decisions where people die. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, yep. but that's – it is what it is. Yep, 
And then he gave her, he said, you know, I work for people. So you are representative of the human race right now. You need to pick what happens. And yeah, do we, do we save the monster under the lake and risk people dying and being killed? Or do we save the people and risk the, do- the monster being killed? Right. And it was great. It was like, um, the episode where he had Clara and he had the other person and the moon was going to hatch. And he basically did the same thing. He's like, you need to represent the human race. And he took off. Remember, he left them, left them right there and made them yep. decide what was going to happen. Yep. And this was the same kind of thing. It, it was a good episode in that respect um, that – Again, Bill has a very unique personality to her. She's yes. not dumb, but she's nope. not brilliant. Nope. She asks practical questions, and she has a yes. practical outlook on things. Which is really nice and different. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I like – okay. So they go meet with the muckety-uppity-up guy that, that runs the company that you know <laughs> his family for generations have been. Yep. And uh, – and the doctor's just like, I, you need to let me talk to him. You know, if he's an alien, especially, let me do all the talking, this and that. And the guy walks in, he's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Ah, what's that thing doing in here sitting on the furniture? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and just freaks out. And the doctor just hauls off and punches him in the face. <laughs> well, he's clearly not an alien. <laughs> and then he was upset. He's just a despicable human being. Yeah. yeah, he was upset. He's like, I wish that he had been an alien because it would have yes. been better. But this guy's just terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty solid. And of course they're captured and they reveal their master plan as far as what's going on and on and on and on. And it was it was it was a good episode. It was a damn good episode. It was great because right before he did that with the guy, he, you're right. He had said, you know, you got to let me do the talking. And she's like, but why? And he's like, because yes. you're a very passionate person. He's like, and passion fights, but reason wins. Yes, he's like, and, and I that need is to a be true reasonable. fact, right? Yeah, there. and it was so well done. And then for him to just like lash out. And passion and punch the guy because basically, you know, the guy was doing a race thing. You know, she'd even said oh, that. Massively. She's like, it's 1814. I'm black. Yeah. She goes, slavery is still a thing. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, don't worry about it. And then, you know, she's looking around at the circus and stuff. And she's like, oh, this is okay. But it's a lot darker here than I thought. Yeah. Now, <laughs> history books have a way of whitening things up or something like that is what he yes. said. So. And then. At the end of the episode, he popped back in, and it was just in time. You know the the yep, uh, just like they said. Yep, bringing the tea kettle up and everything. But then we got to see Nardo down at the vault. Yeah, he was well, mad. real quick. Nardo, Nardo was mad because you you broke your vow. You said you wouldn't do it. And my favorite thing is it kind of come full circle because when they're on the frost and they're with the guy who has the. Uh, the scam game with flipping a coin. Yep. And the doctor's like, how did you do that? Show me how you did that. Da, da, da. And then at the end, he's like, I'll tell you what, Nardo, we'll flip a coin. <laughs> As I park the TARDIS tails. We go on, a, you know, I, we go on adventures or whatever. Sorry, you're saying, um, we, we see after that, Nardo's down there at the vault and he's mad and he's fuming and he's like, ah, he went off world and I'm, I'm going to protect this vault. And then you hear a knocking coming from inside the vault. Yes. And he's having a conversation with somebody that we don't know because he's like, no, I will not let you out. No, there's a, and he's having a legit conversation. I think it would have been so much cooler if the person knocking inside had knocked four times just to keep the old oh, theme. God, that would have been amazing. Um, I would have lost my shit at that point. Oh. I was waiting for it, but it's like knock, knock, knock. 
Yeah, I think they had to make a conscious effort to not do the four knocks because, you know, yeah. So I'm wondering if my two biggest, uh, you know, possibilities are Missy or the Master. I was going to think it's, I would say, do you think it's the Master? (laughs) In some way, shape, or form. Um, although that wouldn't really make sense because he's never, like, in all of his different interactions with the Master, he's never, you know, kidnapped or tried to lock him up or anything like that. So to have him locked in that vault like that would seem Yeah, but isn't, hasn't it been implied that the Doctor doesn't know what's in the vault? That's what I got the impression of as well. Me too, but Nardo seems to know that there's, at the very least, that there's somebody in there. Maybe they don't know who it is, but they know someone's in there, maybe. Right. Or something. Oh, it's exciting. That matter. I, I saw an article today that was a rumor, and it said, take it with a grain of salt, but somebody said that um, the diner had been booked by the BBC to do two days' worth of filming. Yep. The diner that, you know, featured prominently with Matt Smith and then was where Clara took off with yes. me. Yes. Um, so it could be possible that we're going to see a return of Clara when he regenerates, which would be fitting because, you know, when we see a regeneration, we usually see at least one companion. Yep. Yep. No, we do. That'd be pretty great if we did. It would. Um, yeah, it's just a damn good show. Oh, it really is. And this season has been some of the best that they've had in a while. Yeah, I really do like Bill as the companion because she is so different. Yeah. And they do a good job mixing up the companions and making them different and not all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I do like Bill because she is a lot. And, and yeah, I just, there we go. I, I like Bill because she's I, different. Yeah, I'd really like to see her stay on, especially through regeneration because I know they've got the new showrunner. I hope that they don't write her off, uh, just to start the slate clean, but I would like to see her go through a regeneration and see, you know, how she handles that because she's been so practical and she's been so like matter of fact with everything else. You know, the, the, Last episode there where she was like, you know, why two hearts? And he's like, why one? And she's like, okay, you know, yeah. she couldn't figure that out, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the new showrunner and the new doctor. And are they going to wipe everything clean? Are we going to start from scratch? I mean, they'll always reference stuff that happened in the past, obviously. But, yes. you know, still, they could they could go a different direction as long as they don't go to stupid sonic sunglasses or something again. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that they're going to. Um, I hope not. Now, this show that we do is called What Did You Watch This Week? I wanted to step away from that for just a second and talk about what I didn't watch this week real quick. Sure. Uh, sure. But I will be watching. Two new shows came out this week. Uh, one of them was a Hulu original, The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. We're going to watch that as soon as my wife finished reading the book. Yes. Um, a friend of mine it's her absolute favorite book in the world. Uh, yep. I've heard so much good about the book and she's been watching it and she said that the first three episodes were up on Hulu and it's following the book very well, like very accurately representative of the book. So cool. I'm really looking forward to watching that. Only three episodes have been put out so far. There's more coming. Maybe they'll be out now, but I will be watching. I that. think this is not going to be an all at once bit. Like they do a one episode a week release type thing. Yes, except that sometimes. the first batch was three all at once. So oh, I don't okay. know if they're going to do like number four over one week, number five, or if they're going to do like another three. I'm not sure. Um, but yes, I will be watching that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad to hear you're going to be watching it too. And uh, 
The other one was Neil Gaiman's American Gods premiered on Stars this past Sunday. And I have a Stars subscription, but I was trying to keep with the um, spirit of this show, and that means that Sunday starts the new week. So we usually record on Sunday, yep. and we talk about everything from Saturday prior. So yep. I did not watch American Gods just so that I wouldn't talk about it tonight because it'll be on the next show that we do. So I am very much looking forward to that though because it's Neil Gaiman and they've really put a lot of time and effort into it. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um I watched a movie called The Horde. Okay. That sounds familiar. It's a, it's, well, it's, I think there, I think there was one called The Horror came out years ago. This one's a 2016 release film. It, basically, this is the premise. Um, there's a teacher, a photography teacher at a school. She, uh, has to, she's going, they're going on a camping trip in the woods for, uh, some of the students are who need extra credit, uh, because they're not doing well or whatever it is. And, uh, so it's going to be about taking pictures in the woods in nature. Uh, she talks her boyfriend to come along who used to be a special ops ranger type guy who is, uh, who's good at fighting allegedly. And, and basically they head off to the woods and they have a run in with some locals and a fight breaks out and then they end up into the, and, and then the, you know, they end up in the woods and then there's this family of like inbreds that, uh, a very, a, a very low budget, uh, the hills have eyes type family. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. And they begin to abduct the students. And kill most of them, and then, and then they they rape one in kind of a really like it's not a graphic scene or anything like that, but basically like the two guys that don't look like they're messed up or mutated uh, bend her over a table and then put nails through her hands and basically talk about how they're going to crucify her like Christ was. Something like that. And then, uh, so she's kind of trapped. And then this really, like, super cheesy makeup guy comes in who is a uh, product of uh, many generations of inbreeding. And he's got, like, it's almost like he's covered in, like, barnacles or something. And he's got, like, weird, disformed hands. But. They're not just disformed. They have like weird, almost like tumors growing on them or something like that. It's just over the top ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. And then he, he basically like, it's an off camera type thing. They show the girl's face, but it's basically implied that he's going to try to impregnate her and rape her. Um, and then, uh, and then they show like the other kids getting killed and whatnot. And then finally, like, you know, uh, a big hero uh, boyfriend comes in and, and tries to save the day, but doesn't really. And then there's this really bad fight scene and there's this really elaborate, like plan reveal at the end of it. That's just like, Oh my God, why am I still watching this flipping movie? <laughs> so if you see a flick called the horde and it's about kids going camping with a teacher and, and some mutated hillbillies just keep on going. Good advice. I give it a, this is garbage. Excellent. Yeah. And, and, uh, oh, I got, I got my bit of news. Roseanne's coming back. Yeah. I saw that as well. And I actually really liked Roseanne. So it'll be interesting to see what they do because John Goodman's confirmed is coming back as well. Yep. 
John Goodman, Laurie Metcalf, and Roseanne, the only three I could think of that have confirmed um, coming back. And I'd heard uh, Sarah, what's her name there? Okay, Sarah Chalk. Yep. No, 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 no. not Sarah Chalk. Sarah Gilbert. Um, Sarah Gilbert, yeah. yeah. Um, Darlene. It's going to take place, you know, however long we have been without the series. So yeah. it's like time has gone on and they're going to be like grandparents now or whatever. I think it's going to be a 10 episode treatment as well. It hasn't said if it's going to air on like ABC or if it's going to go the Netflix route or what's going to happen with it. But uh, I wonder which Darlene they'll get to come on. <laughs> they had one Darlene. It's Becky. Oh, Becky. That's they right. The yes. Two, they said that she's saying, but she's not the same. Yeah. They had the two Beckys. Yeah. That'd be cool if they could get them both to come on. <laughs> that would be. So, um, which one was Sarah Chalk? And then the other one, I don't I haven't seen her in anything else. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I think that sums it up for me, sir. You got anything else? Uh, I did watch one movie, uh, The Boss. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Melissa and, McCarthy. Uh, yes. Uh, Kristen Bell and. It was a riot. I mean, it was ridiculous, but basically it's the story. Melissa McCarthy, we start off with these, um, a montage of her getting dropped off at an orphanage. Basically, she got rejected by every family that tried to adopt her. They all brought her back and the nun at the orphanage is like, you can't return a child. And so she just keeps getting rejected and rejected. So she has family and abandonment issues. But then we see that years later, she's uh, ridiculously rich, powerful. She's like the 17th richest woman in the world. And she's giving these seminars on, you know, how awesome she is and how great it is to have money and how you can do anything that you want if you try. And, um, She's a businesswoman, and her biggest nemesis is Peter Dinklage, which is funny anyway. Um, but it's it's a funny movie because they really let Melissa McCarthy be herself, and there's a lot of cussing, and there's a lot of rudeness. And so she's her, yeah. Yeah. So she basically, you know, you if you read the back of the jacket, you'd see all this stuff. You know, she goes to jail, but it's yep. like six months in a minimum security resort. And yeah. when she gets out, you know, she's got nothing. So she basically helps out these uh, Girl Scouts that Kristen Bell's daughter is a member of and turns it into a business like she had before. It, it's really – it's worth a watch. If you like Melissa McCarthy, if you like that kind of, you know, rude, almost feels like improv humor, you know, yes. the ones where it seems like they might have just fired off a bunch of lines off the cuff and you're yep. sure that if you could see the director's cut, there's probably like 15 different takes with 15 different lines. Yep. It, this is a good movie for that. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. nice. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, no, I guess that's it. What? No, I was looking at something else, but we already talked about that. So, um, okay. I, I had written down that I watched a couple of trailers and I just don't care to talk about them because what were the okay. names of them? Uh, one of them was called Kill 'em All. Oh, and it's I actually, Dam's new movie. <laughs> I, I saw that trailer. It, okay. I thought something was wrong with the audio on my device because nope. I got all the music and there were people talking, but there was no audio for voices. Right. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, I'm, I'm going to watch that. I know yeah. you will because it's Van Damme. I'm going to watch that. And out of the, the blue, movie, he's got a movie. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch that. Don't worry. But there's a movie that just came out called – I think it just came out, Free Fire. Okay. And I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it yet, but if you haven't, go watch it. It looks great. But they're, they're pulling the Belcore experiment on us where it's not playing anywhere near oh, us. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, the other trailer that I watched was called It Comes at Night. And basically I only watched it because it showed up a couple of times on my feed and it was like, don't watch this at night. It's so scary. I didn't see anything scary about it. Yeah. It looked pretty tame. It's I think horrible. I saw it on my feed but didn't bother. Yeah. So that was it for trailers. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, Into the Badlands has already been renewed for season three. We're only like four episodes into this season, so that was a good news. Um, nice. Now, this one gets into a little bit of spoiler territory, but, uh, you know, I feel safe because it's so minor and it had nothing to do with anything. But I'm going to say it because it, it kind of goes along with the news story. So basically, earlier this year, I was talking about how much I love the movie Split. And, yes. uh, at the end of that movie, there's a little PS in the, um, in the credits. And it's, yes, this, there is. it's this diner scene where people are listening to a news report about what happened in this movie, you know, what happened in Split. And somebody makes a comment about, geez, uh, wasn't there a guy a little while ago who like had something weird and he ended up in jail, had something weird with his bones and it kind of pans down and you hear this guy say glass. His name was glass and it's Bruce Willis. And so it leads you to believe that this was a tie in to unbreakable and everyone was like, Oh my God, it literally had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. You know, Bruce Willis did not show up in this movie. Mr. Glass did not show up in this movie, but it was, it was kind of like M. Night Shyamalan saying, you know, oh, these universes exist together. It's, it's in the universe. same universe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, based on that, they released something this week that they, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's next movie is called Glass, and it will be a follow up to both Unbreakable and Split. Yeah. Nice. And that's pretty cool. I can definitely get behind that because we've said for a while it'd be great if they did another Unbreakable because that was a good movie. Yeah, he did Sixth Sense. That was good. He did Unbreakable. That was good. And then everything else has been uh, horrible. Yeah. 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 Just garbage. Yeah, just pretty much garbage. But you and Martin and others all say that Split's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think that's about it for me this week, though. All right. I think that wraps it up then. Uh, So, Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you got any questions, comments, questions. Oh, real quick, I'm sorry. Uh, a listener, a uh, friend of the show, Carolyn, uh, did reach out to me and she stated that she did watch The Blair Witch and that, uh, it was way better than she thought it was gonna be and that she enjoyed it. And don't worry, Carolyn, the Angry Video Game Nerd movie is still on my list. I'll be looking that up probably this week because I know you want yep. to hear about that as well. Yes. So there's that. Um, so yeah, uh, you can find us on the Twitter machine. I'm at Superstar ML. I'm at the Quantum Geek G33K. The show is at What Did You Watch? We got the Facebook page. What Did You Watch this week? And uh, don't hesitate to reach out. And thanks. Reach out and touch someone. Yeah. Was that AT and T? I think so. Yeah. See, you know, the one I really remember the most, the, the jingle, is uh, we're, we're the one for you, New England, New England telephone. Oh, my God. Wow. Now I'm going to be singing that all night. You're welcome. Thanks, Dud. Uh, anyway, yeah. Have a good week, guys. We'll talk to you next week.